It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. It is the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A Wednesday afternoon. A lot coming up this afternoon. 547-1610, the number if you'd like to get involved. Rob and Ed hanging with you. Uh, recently heard from our hopefully soon-to-be former governor. Uh, and, of course, you know, once again hitting those famous trigger words of it's all about saving lives because if you don't wear a mask, you're going to kill your grandmother or somebody else's grandmother or everyone. In fact, everyone's just going to die. And I'm not I'm not minimizing in any way, shape, or form wearing masks. Don't don't get me wrong on that because I do think it's important that we wear them. However, um, I think that the the over sensationalizing of the result if you don't wear one uh, is just as bad as saying they don't work. So. If you wear a mask, yes, you are going to help slow the spread because it's not about protecting you. It's about protecting other people if you happen to be asymptomatic or happen to have it. It also will minimize, not completely rule out, but minimize your chance of getting it as well, depending on the kind of mask you're wearing. At the same time, if you don't wear a mask, you're not going to kill the entire population of the state of Washington. So, um, again... The hyperbole rules in, in situations like this, and, and there are very few people as good at hyperbole as Jay Inslee. Um, we want to share with you a release from the Kennewick Police Department regarding the act. This was sent out to us this afternoon. Washington law enforcement agencies continue to focus on education and engagement regarding state orders related to the coronavirus crisis. The statewide face covering order is a public health and safety measure. It is not a mandate for law enforcement to detain, cite, or arrest violators, but rather an evidence-based and safety-focused directive meant to slow the spread of a potentially deadly disease. The Kennewick Police Department will continue to communicate with and encourage all Kennewick residents and visitors to make safety-focused decisions and follow all health-based directives from the governor as well as state and local health officials. Together, we will continue to address the very real public health threat of COVID-19 as we also work towards safely reopening our economic, social, and civic systems. We are working with our partners at the City Attorney's Office and the Benton County Prosecuting Attorney's Office for further direction on this mandate. We are hopeful our residents, businesses, elected leaders, health officials, and each other do what is necessary during this unique time of shared medical and economic vulnerability to gradually return to normalcy without enforcement. A similar... um Slightly pared down from that version uh, came from the Grant County Sheriff's Office. Now, keeping in mind, Grant County is currently in phase two. They're working on moving into phase three, so they're a little bit further along. Uh, This is a quote from Sheriff Tom Jones in Grant County. He says, "Uh, the Grant County Sheriff's Office has much bigger public safety priorities than writing a ticket for a person not wearing a mask. He goes on to say, our jail is on restrictions to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and therefore violations of the governor's orders will not meet the booking criteria. I have full trust in the residents and business owners of our great county that they will continue to use common sense and good judgment to be safe. Their efforts will support uh, Grant County moving to phase three of the reopening plan. So that is uh, Grant County uh, Sheriff Tom Jones. 
take a quick call. We're up against the clock here, but we'll take a quick call. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Jeff from Chinook. Hi, Jeff. You got about 15 seconds. Go. Okay, I'm making this quick. What about us sorry suckers who, who already had this, gone through it, are completely healed, and our doctors have told us it's a slim to none chance of ever catching this again, yet we're going to be forced to wear these masks and you know with us older folks it's it's not very healthy to begin with. Yep. One of the things to keep in mind, if you do have a health condition, you don't have to wear one. That's right. They're not going to force you to wear a mask if you have a health condition that may wearing a mask for a prolonged period of time will make your condition worse. If you have CP uh, CO COPD. COPD, things like that, things you have difficulty breathing or so on and so forth, you don't have to wear a mask because it will make your health condition worse. Asthma, same thing. I wonder if being a former positive case is in there too. Back with more after this. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. It is Wednesday afternoon. Robin Ed with you. Joining us on the line is Dr. Raul Garcia from Yakima County. He is running for governor in the state of Washington as a uh, Republican, Dr. Garcia, appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me on the show. So, Doctor, let's begin with, well, what's what's troubling Yakima County, Benton County, Franklin County, as well as much of the state of Washington, but those three counties still stuck in phase one. Talk to us a little bit about uh, your thoughts on the COVID-19 pandemic and how, as a state, we have handled it. Uh, and what you would, what you may have done somewhat differently in the approach taken. Sure. Well, thank you for that. I I've been in the front lines for the last few months uh, treating COVID patients, and I, I I'm still there. Uh, we I think have pretty good numbers in Franklin County uh, as we answer the COVID pandemic, but. Here in Yakima and and in Benton County and unfortunately Franklin, we're still stuck in phase one. Here's my problem with it. My problem with it is that that I don't think that we have educated the public enough about it. I think that we have heard a lot of what to do and being told what to do and mandated what to do, but not educated enough. And we have politicized things like masks. Right, it's become a uh, an issue right now because this has been going on for so long that now people want their rights. So here's my my view on on COVID, and I'm biased because I'm an immunologist. That's how I, that was my degree from the University of Miami, and so this is my thing, and I understand that we were under great panic and fear when this hit. This is an unprecedented event that uh, took the world over. And I was one of the first people to say, hey, let's give Trump a break and let's give Inslee a break. This is unprecedented and we don't know enough about it. Um, 
so we went to closing everything, and that's where we were. But at that point, where we had control of the virus a few weeks in, um, if you study immunology and you study pandemics, you have to release the valve, right? We flattened the curve, and we were in control, and our hospitals were empty. At that point, we have to release the valve and let the population back out and let the businesses back out so our economy doesn't tank and that the population continues their, their life and herd immunity happens. And that's, that's the way that it's supposed to happen. This is not a virus that was confined to a single city in one part of the world that we can contain it and eradicate the virus altogether from spreading. This was a virus that was spread already all over. So that's what I think went wrong in the the handling of this. And unfortunately, it became very political. And when you see companies that are private that were closed, but the same companies having union contracts were open, uh, that doesn't make sense. Right? And... Uh, it doesn't make sense to a lot of small business owners like myself that mom and pop places were not allowed to open because that's where we were going to spread the virus. I think we could have handled it much better with proper education and told individuals, because we're all smart, what is all about, what do we need to do, and let these individuals make the right decisions. And we as Americans, I think, make a lot of great decisions, and we're good at crises. We come out of them. But as I said when I started, we we mandated a lot and not have not educated enough. And I think that until today, we have not educated enough. Um, I believe that 11 weeks ago, if we would have told the population we're going to open up businesses little by little and you have to wear masks, everybody would have done it. But now it's a political statement. And we're still not educating enough about that mask are here to prevent, for example, me from speaking or coughing onto someone else and spreading the virus if I was exposed to it. Masks are not here to protect each other from what you can get from someone else because most of the masks out there are not N95. So my opinion of it is that Look, I have been exposed. If if I could prevent me exposing you, I will do it. If it makes you feel safe that I'm around you with a mask, I will do it. Uh, but the virus is all over, and uh, we are going to have a population that gets it. What we need to make sure is that our medical personnel is helped by the state and that we are ready to treat everybody with this disease. We have become more and more and more confident treating this disease. The hospitalizations are down because we see them in the emergency department and we send them home with oxygen, which is what they need, and most people get over it. And uh, the death rate is down. So, yes, a lot more numbers, but a lot more people being tested, and uh, that's what we have. 
We're talking with Dr. Raul Garcia, running for governor in the state of Washington against Governor Jay Inslee here on the Bottom Line News Radio 610-KONA. So, Dr. Garcia, we've heard different things from different states uh, about the approaches, and it seems the businesses that put the protocols in place, wearing masks, uh, having sanitizer available, seem to be able to operate just fine, minimize the spread of COVID-19, and they're moving on with their daily lives. Uh, we, we seem to be the 52nd state out of 50 moving forward with this. Uh, but it seems other states are setting a good example that we're not following. Is it time for us to look at what other states are doing? Um, and do you think that by the time we do that, is the economy going to be in, in, in very difficult shape to repair, that it may take a longer period of time than some are estimating for us to bounce back? I think we were one of the first states to have COVID and should have been one of the first states to reopen responsibly. And we have clear examples of other states that have opened responsibly and they have succeeded. I mean, Costco stayed open and Costco was responsible and had their employees follow the protocols and i think that they've only had one case in all this time so there is the example that we could have all done this why we have not that answer only lies on our governor and it's unfortunate because i have the same data that he does and i believe that not only should we do it now we should have done it 11 weeks ago Uh, we're in an unfortunate situation and and um, my heart goes out to all the small business owners really try to stay in there try to tough it out because um, you're the lifeblood of our state and I'm afraid that we're going to have a 30% bankruptcy rate come this summer of people that really worked hard that left all their sweat and tears in their little piece of the American dream and now looking for jobs from someone else's American dream because they just couldn't last. And and that's really sad. We're talking with Dr. Raul Garcia, an ER doctor from Yakima here on the bottom line. Dr. Garcia running for governor in the state of Washington. Uh, Dr. Garcia, I know that uh, we've spent some time talking, uh, picking your brain on your expertise, which is immunology. And aside from that, aside from the, uh, the COVID-19 uh, situation. Why put yourself into uh, into the running for, for governor? What do you think that you could bring uh, to that position that is either lacking in the other candidates or lacking in the, uh, in the current governor, Jay Inslee? Well, I'll tell you, um, I didn't, it all started with me not liking the way that we were handling the pandemic. And then not liking the fact that there was no interest in having a balance between the health of our citizens and the health of our businesses. And I still feel that there is no interest in that. Um, I have had a long life dream of being in public office. This country has given me a lot. I was that little skinny kid that came from Cuba uh, that didn't speak English and had hand-me-down clothes, and I worked hard. Uh, to become a doctor. I was recruited to the state to help open a medical school in Yakima, uh, the first one in 60 years. I was asked to revamp an emergency department in Tri-Cities, which is 
uh, great right now. And that was my public service. But I, since I worked for Senator Bob Dole, I always had the desire to run for public office. I had an experience which really made me say, it's enough. I came from Cuba. I came from a country that the government told us what to do. That my grandfather had a farm and the state took it away just because. That my mother lost her licenses both in teaching and in nursing because she wouldn't sign to be a member of the Communist Party. Um, That my uncle was put in jail and almost died because he was found with a firearm and all his friends were killed by the firing squad because they were found with firearms. So when they took took that away, a dictator was born that has never been any hope of taking down for 61 years. But the best example that I could give you is when I was in fourth grade in Cuba, they asked us to put our heads down and ask God for candy. And of course, when we brought our heads back up, no candy. So they asked all the students, now please put your heads down and ask Fidel Castro for candy. And you wouldn't know it that candy appeared on every desk. And the teacher said to us, this is so you know that government is your only God. And I remember the feeling I had of disgust back then. And I will work hard for the rest of my life with every ounce of me for that to never happen here. Government is here to open opportunities, not to limit our growth and mandate and control. And that's what I saw um, in the last few months, and that's what I keep seeing. And I have led a lot of organizations nationwide and statewide, and I've succeeded because I have come to understand that a good leader is not one that knows everything or that controls everything, but one that puts the right people in place and holds them accountable. And I think we have a mixture of the largest government we've ever had in Washington state that is not accountable, that there is no decisive leadership, and that is not efficient, that we cannot continue to have. And I feel that the times sometimes finds the man and that my skills, my experience, and my leadership qualities will lead this state into a new future. And I wish that I could take over tomorrow because I see us every day just getting deeper and deeper and deeper into trouble. And uh, I can't stand that. Dr. Garcia, having said that, um, with your personal background, there's a lot of discussion right now, not just in the state of Washington, but throughout the country, about the current system of government. There's uh, a a group, you can argue how big that group is, that wants to change things and move in a direction that many believe is towards a socialist end. You have experience with this, what do you make of uh, of this movement um, away from the the current democracy and republic that we have? Right. So uh, there's no bigger opponent uh, than I am, 
to that because I've experienced that, of course. But I have said as a candidate that I'm always willing to come to the table and discuss, right? I've also said that I'm the candidate that would like to unite this divide again. And we, we resolve that with reconciliation. And truly, reconciliation has to happen because we have lost too many lives to the, our violent streets. Not only the example of the horrible um, thing that happened with George Floyd, but just violence in general. Uh, how long are we going to go with that? We do need to reconciliate, but that is resolved with a lot of leaders sitting down at the table, not for a little task force, not for an hour, but for a long time, and finding solutions that are plural and that are not one size fits all. So yes, people want change. And I went to Chaz or the Autonomous Zone or whatever they want to call it, and I saw a lot of people there and change all over. But what I truly saw was a cry for attention, a cry for help from people that think that they're not being heard, and a true lack of leadership. If we had leadership in our state, that would not have happened. And we need that leadership, and I, I'm confident that when we come to govern in January, we're going to change that, and we're going to go in a route of a Washington that is actually united and not divided by political extremes. A Washington that we have with so many human and natural resources, right? We have so many people that are brilliant in this state, so many natural resources that help us, and so many mom-and-pop stores that pitch into our economy, and we're letting them die. We need to go back. We need to turn the wheel and say, you know what, enough. I'm willing to sit at the table. I'm willing to sit at the table for police reform. But what will come out of the table will probably be that actually the police needs more money, not less. Because, yes, the police needs to be trained in mental health and in other aspects that needs funding. So let's not knee-jerk reaction to make headlines. Let's actually talk. Let's sit at the table and let's find solutions. And I'm a big solutions person, right? You find solutions and then you fund them. Not the other way around, like we're doing with the homeless, throwing money at it without a solution. Um, so, gosh, I could talk forever on this, but uh, I know <laughs> our time is limited, so I'll leave it at that. It is Dr. Raul Garcia running for governor, one of many looking to unseat Jay Inslee this November. We appreciate your time, sir. Appreciate your service of being on the front lines uh, during this COVID-19 pandemic, and we look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thank you so much. And Thank real quick, before we let you go, doc, yes. doctor, before we let you go, where can people find out more information about uh, you and your campaign? So Dr. Garcia, the number four governor.com, Dr. Garcia, governor.com. And uh, the, the website is actually going to be uh, stronger this week. We're going to put a lot of our issues in there so everybody understands what we're all about. And uh, we feel we really have uh, the message to govern correctly 
in January. So uh, I hope that people go to our website and join our cause. Uh, it's, uh, it's something we're really excited about. I could have never dreamed how big this campaign has gotten uh, coming in the two-minute warning. But uh, we're going to put the ball in the end zone. And uh, well, we, I've always been about that. And uh, this is not going to be the first time that it doesn't happen. So uh, very excited. Thank you uh, to all your listeners for your time. And thank you for all the support that they've given you and the warm welcome that I've received over the last uh, six weeks. I could have never imagined uh, this getting so big, but it's real and it's going to happen. We're going to win this primary and we're going to change governors in January of next year. Dr. Raul Garcia, emergency room doctor from Yakima running for governor. Best of luck to you, sir. Look forward to talking to you again soon and stay safe. A pleasure. Thank you so much. Dr. Raul Garcia joining us on the program. Take a quick time out. We come back. We're going to switch gears to talk finance. It's the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA.